Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Welcome to Ready to Thrive. Uh, poor, poor Latasha and I have been um, chatting here for, I think, well over half an hour, and we keep saying we need to just push record. So we are, we are pushing record. We've been having such a great conversation, getting to know each other. Um, I really do think we are kindred spirits in so many ways. And if you have watched Shannon Green Gables, you know what I'm saying. Um, we've been watching that with our daughters lately. And so we have a lot in common. Uh, we both have girls. And I don't know. We both like to chat. We both love Jesus. I'm going to let <laughs> Latasha introduce herself a little bit, and then we're going to dive in to today's show. Oh, thank you so much, Jacqueline. I am super honored to be here. Uh, and by the way, I love Anne of Green Gables. Like my heart did a little jump when you said oh. that. So I don't know if you've watched the latest Anne with an E on Netflix, no. uh, which is the, my, okay. So you have to watch okay. it. So if you're a huge fan, yeah. I've watched all of the Anna Green Gables, right? All of that stuff when I was younger and then Anne with an E came out. So watch it. It's excellent. Okay. My husband but, um, has watched it because oh, really? he's a bigger fan than I am. Oh um, yeah. It is. So we've been, like, yeah. okay. We've been going through the old, like we have the box set major DVD oh, collection. Yes. So we've gone through that over COVID with the girls. So I think we still need okay. to finish that and then maybe we'll move on to that with yes, them as well. You have to, okay. your girls would love it as well. So like you said, I have four girls. So uh, ranging from, so I have semi-adults, you know, that age group where they think they're grown, but not really, um, but society says they are. But uh, so, um, so I have two in college, 21 and 19, and then a 12 and a six year old. So I have the full range never a dull day. Uh, and so I'm married to my husband of almost 15 years and, uh, I am an educator for life. So I've been in education for gosh, maybe 17, 18 years. Um, I currently serve as a director of instruction and then really I am just started a new podcast. I love to speak as well as my heart really is just to help women because I've been through so many things. And so my heart really just longs to help women, um, overcome different things and kind of get over that um, I can't be and I can't do because of fill in the blank. So I've been, I feel like it's my mission to kind of help women get over that and really become who God has called them to be. I love that. Um, tell me, before I forget, tell me the name of your podcast because I think when this episode airs, your podcast will either have just launched or be launching. So what is the name yes. of it? Yes, yes, yes. So the title of the podcast is Overcome to Become. Uh, and uh, it's a title that I kind of wrestled with and uh, went back and forth and thought, okay, what should it be? And that one just really stuck with me. And so it's really overcoming to become, you know, whatever God has or whoever God has called you to be, the mom, the wife, the leader, um, really just the person that God has called you to be. I love that. Um, well, I have been deeply encouraged. 
um, just following you on Instagram and connecting. I love your posts and your videos. Um, I do think you are speaking, you are speaking as a woman who has overcome and as a woman who has um, wisdom that really only comes from God and spending time with him. So I really appreciate your voice. I'm really excited about your podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And I want to know a little bit more about you and your story and sort of why we're here chatting today. So um, tell me a little bit more about um, kind of the journey you've been on over the last 20 years. Oh, wow. So it's a, um, I will give a, just a brief summary. It's a uh, kind of two things really that, that stick out that have been the most challenging in my life. So um, at 19, I had my oldest daughter, actually at 17, I had my oldest daughter um, and I was getting ready to graduate high school. So teen mom. And uh, at the same time, I was battling with um, obesity and really just my weight from the time I was a child uh, up until then. And so um, really those things, struggling with those, and there's a lot of underlying factors I know that we'll, we'll talk about, but just dealing with that and um, had my oldest daughter and my second oldest um, by the time I was 19. And so really facing, um, you know, a challenge that was, you know, some saw and even myself as something that would be insurmountable, wouldn't be able to overcome, maybe just have to live a certain way or settle a certain way. And so it was really, I knew the Lord at that time, uh, pastor's kid, my dad was a preacher And so that made it even more difficult um, for me to really kind of um, had to come to some, um, you know, finding Jesus moments even deeper than I was, you know, growing up in the church and then knowing of God. But those situations made me realize that I really did not have a relationship with him like I thought I did, Um, struggling with my identity, struggling with who I was now facing these situations, what am I going to do? Um, How am I going to be able to afford these kids and then also go to college at the same time, achieve the dream in my heart? I mean, it was just several things. Um, My relationship with my parents, it was a lot of things where looking at it from the outside, you would think, whoa, how is she going to get through all of this? I thought, how am I going to, what am I going to do with my life? And really, does it mean anything else? Um, And I've disappointed so many people and, you know, the list goes on. And so, um, you know, by the grace of God, of course, and the support of my parents and my village, I was able to graduate college, um, go into the teaching field. I was a single mom for a little while. Um, I did struggle financially a lot, Um, had to be on welfare and public assistance. But uh, once I graduated, started teaching. Um, and so at that point it was, okay, phew, I got through that somewhat still struggling underneath with some things, but then there was the, um, the weight issue, um, that really kind of was an underlying thing all along the way, um, since I was young till then graduated college. And so I had this, um, still struggle with my weight struggle with, um, and so I really had to, is when I went to the doctor at, I believe I was 20 or 21 years old. And he told me that um, I would have to uh, be on blood pressure medication um, at 21 because my blood pressure was just out of control. Um, And it was at that point where he looked at me and he said, you can control this. It doesn't have to be this way. And I almost felt like it was God speaking through him at that time 
not just about my weight, but really about a lot of things, right? Like you can change this. This is not out of your control to change and pivot in a way. So that moment, um, you know, it would be a few years after really when I would lose the weight, but that really kicked off my journey of, you know, telling myself, Tosh, you need to change, right? And you've really got to start digging on the inside. And I think for me, it was, you know, I tried a lot of different things, um, weight loss, you know, pills and shakes and you name it, all of the exterior things, right? To try to look a certain way. And, and it worked um, for a little bit, and, but I would gain the weight back, right? Um, and uh, in the meantime, I'm still struggling with all these other things too, trying to be a mom and, you know, being busy and all of that stuff and um, would get discouraged because I think, okay, well, if I could only just hire a trainer, you know, I could do better. If I had more money, I could, you know, do this, I could do that. Somebody could cook for me and, you know, all these different things. Um, and then again, really not feeling at the same time that tugging of God saying like, this is inner work, right? This is something on the inside you're going to have to deal with, right? And there is something on the inside that connects to all of these exterior things that you're dealing with, right? Um, and you're struggling with, and it all comes back to a root, um, which, is, which is in your heart uh, that you're going to, you have to deal with. So it was um, really hard. And I, looking back now, losing the weight was the easy part, which if, if that makes sense, the hard part was the heart work of it, um, was the digging in um, and having to look at the ugliness and the darkness in my heart. Um, and I think, especially if you think you're a really good person, right? I'm a good person, right? I'm nice to everybody. There's nothing ugly in there. But then when you start to see it manifest in different ways in your life and you no longer can blame other people, you have to look back at you, um, is, was, the, was the hardest part of my journey looking at that piece. So for you, thank you for sharing um, yeah. all of that. And um, <laughs> there's so much I could talk about. Um, I want to talk about that heart piece and how, yes. you know, you say you had that kind of nudge for a while. Mm -hmm. And so what was the, was there a moment where you said, okay, now I need to look at the heart or, um, was it a process? Like, what did it look like for you to start that heart work? Uh, for me, because I am, um, and I can say this about myself, a little stubborn. Uh, and I've always been that way <laughs> as a child, very self-willed. Uh, and really wanting to do things my way, maybe that's being the baby of the family um, and really having to, you know, my parents, I can hear them, Tosh, don't, you know, don't do that. Well, I'm going to try it anyways. Uh, so that was just my personality growing up, um, which got me into some really, you know, um, tangled webs as I've gotten older. Um, and so for me, there was a couple of, couple of pivotal moments. I think one going to the doctor where it was like, thing. Um, you need to do something, right? So this is not, this is a professional telling you that um, you can go down a path that you don't have to go down, but you're making a choice to go down that way. And if you do, this is the end result of what it's going to be. Um, or you can choose to go a different way. Um, I think that along with 
little things along the way, family members saying, hey, you're better, you know, encouraging me, my dad um, being a rock all the time, praying for me. I believe a lot of the, I know for sure prayers that I don't even know um, from my parents um, that they've prayed, probably tears that they've cried <laughs> because I was so strong-willed, um, really were the things that lifted me up and really started to change my heart, right? Um, and it was God doing that work even I, I, when I didn't think he was doing the work uh, through the prayers of people who loved me and cared about me. Um, and it was, you know, the end of a relationship that I was in that ended really poorly um, and in a way that uh, opened my eyes as well. Like, this is not you, Tosh, right? This is, you're in this relationship that is harming you and more ways than one. And so between, I think between the, the doctor saying what he said and then me being in this end of the relationship that just really ended really bad was a wake up call. And I remember driving in my car um, and it was almost like I could just hear the spirit say, you know how they say the sky cracks and you see the light come out. <laughs> um, God just said, you have to make a decision. You, you, you need to make a decision, right? So I'm not going to do it for you. I can't do it on your behalf. I can't make things go away that you want to go away. You need to make a decision to really dig in on the inside, right? And get this right. It's not this person, that person, this person. It's you. Um, and Jacqueline, that's humbling to hear. That is super. When they say God will reach you wherever you are, <laughs> no matter what you're going through, he will reach you no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through. And so I believe it was the combined prayers of my parents and those that loved me that really allowed that moment that I thought was so hurtful to happen so that my eyes could be open to you need to start this journey. So then for me, it was a physical move to a different location. And then also a, I need to cut this off and stop doing that, um, which didn't change everything all the, you know, from, it was a journey from there. It was little decisions I had to make to stop doing this and start doing that. So would you say like kind of as you went through this heart work with God, this journey mm -hmm. with God that you, like you were saying, your eyes are opened to even exploring what it looks like to make healthier choices in all these areas of your life? Like, was it kind of like, this is all working together? It was, uh, some of it was kind of working. And, and it was funny because once I, um, you know, worked on one area, so I'll take, for instance, my, my stubbornness, right? So it was like, I had to, you know, um, God allowed me to be hurt in certain areas and he allowed certain things to occur. Um, so I could see, and then it would, you know, kind of following that route back to, well, you allowed yourself to be in that relationship because you don't know who you are and, and you're dealing with insecurities or you made this decision in your finances, or you made this decision to eat these certain things and not because you're really covering up how you really feel. Right. And it numbs you or you don't have to deal with it right then. And so really, it, it really wasn't exactly, okay, oh, I dealt with my weight and oh, then I dealt with how I am in relationships and oh, it was really looking back, if you can think of a tree and all the roots that kind of span from a tree, it was, okay, let's deal with this root, okay, which is insecurity. Um, you're insecure because 
and this, these are the reasons. And because you're insecure, this is what comes from that, right? These actions, man, you, you're not able to discern, you know, the right relationships to be in, right? You're insecure. And so you um, don't think that you can get healthier or that you deserve to um, treat your body better, et cetera. Does that make sense? So I think when you say the doctor even said to you, like, basically in his words, he kind of said to you, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of an aha moment as well. Like just that idea of, um, Hey, I don't, cause I think sometimes we actually don't know that we have a choice, right? We get stuck in that place. So Correct. you have this aha moment. Oh, I, I don't have to li live this way. And then going through, um, I definitely follow what you're saying about the tree and the root systems. Um, sitting with God and saying, okay, wh mm -hmm. what is actually going on that's deeper here? So for somebody who, um, I hope that people listening hear that for themselves, that they have a choice, a choice in whatever area. And that's, you know, this whole summer as we're talking about how to get healthy and even, even things regarding finances, right? I think finances can be an area where we feel so hopeless and helpless. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about here is, um, not only realizing, hey, I have a choice, but also you started to take ownership in mm -hmm. your life and say, oh, maybe some things I've been blaming other people, like situations in my life I've been blaming. And I see that my daughter, my youngest daughter was recently sick and um, she had thrown up a few times. And every time she would look at me and she'd say, mom, it's because you gave me too much milk. <laughs> And I was like, that is like, I know you're three. I know that's not why you're throwing up, but you are right away trying to blame somebody else for what's happened to you. Yes. And honestly, every time I just feel like often when my kids speak, it's like God is speaking to me. Yes. And it is again, that moment of, um, I so quickly want to blame. Yes. And it's when I get face to face, you know, with God. And I also face those things in my life, like the frustration I've had times in my life where I've said, you know, I'm discouraged that I, you know, I feel overweight here, or I yes. feel low in my finances, or I feel whatever yes. the things are. And sometimes, sometimes things have happened to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. But there's also things where I, I just haven't taken ownership. And so when we move from blame to ownership, that's actually very freeing, like that move itself. Yes. Yes. And it's not, it's not an easy move, right? So going back to what you're saying about choices, I think sometimes we can feel, you know, someone even listening may say, yeah, okay, that's easy for you to say. I have choices. Um, but I'm feeling now like all of these are non-choices, right? These are not easy choices. So it's indeed choices we have, but some of them are downright painful, hard, hard, hard choices, right? And our minds will make us feel because the choices are so difficult. It means that we may have to do stop doing something we have been doing for so long, right? So then, yes, it's a matter of yesterday, I'm going to choose to stop doing fill in the blank. But then there's work behind that choice, right? And I think that's what we fear. That's what I feared, right? So I can say today, today is it. I'm putting down the, the donuts, I'm putting down everything and I'm going to start, I'm, gonna, I'm making a choice to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to start working. I'm going to start getting healthy. Um, and you feel great in that day that you made that choice. And then tomorrow comes when you're supposed to start, right? And then now you're thinking, 
wow, now I have to have the discipline to keep up with my choice. I have to lean on God and trust that he has given me the grace to go through this process and, you know, go all the way through this choice and, and follow through every step, even when all of the excitement has worn off of me making that decision and I'm all by myself and nobody's cheering me on anymore about, yay, you made a good decision and nobody's asking about my weight loss anymore. And no one is, you know, when I'm in that place, um, you know, that's when it becomes, it's, it starts to feel like a non-choice and it's hard. And that's the part of us, I think, that wrestles. I know I did wrestles with that because the actual initial making decision is exciting sometimes, or but the follow through with that. Um, and then, like you said, looking at this is me and my journey and I cannot blame. Yes, some things do happen to us. Sometimes people will treat us in ways that we know in our heart we don't deserve or we will, some people feel like they have the short end of the stick or they've been dealt the wrong cards in life or whatever. Um, but we still have choice even in that and how we react to those things and what we do with those cards, what we do with that short end of the stick um, is where it's so amazing how God can take those things if we allow him to work in us and turn those things around and we don't have to just settle for what our life is or be okay with people or things doing things to us. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate um, all that you're sharing, but in many ways, this is a process and a journey. Yes. And um, I think the impact that sitting with God and being able to get to the root of some of those things um, mm -hmm. is really key. And like you said, like things will keep happening to us. This is what I've realized is that um, we don't really arrive at a place yeah. where suddenly life is easy and <laughs> we're not, we don't have any temptations or we're not ever tired or grumpy or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but being able to... Um, like you said the words, the phrase, like when we allow God. And I think that's what people need to hear as well is that um, things will happen to me in my life and I can yes. then choose to say, well, I have a right to be angry, to blame. I have a right to do And we decide it's just a one-off. It's just this one thing. Um, but it, it almost is us saying, you know what? I'm actually going to open my hands. I'm going to allow God yes. to to use this thing to change me. And it is yes. painful. Oh, um, And I was even thinking about, you know, Joseph, uh, there's this famous yes. scripture at the end of um, Genesis um, where he said, you know, like what you meant for evil, God mm -hmm. is meant for good. And so Joseph is talking to his brothers. And I was thinking yes. about how Joseph had to forgive his brothers so many times, right? So like times. he, yes. I'm sure he, he was doing the heart work, right? Like he's doing mm -hmm. the heart work all along his journey. If you go ahead and read, go and read Joseph's story, you can see that he didn't allow, you know, blame or bitterness to keep him stuck. But I think mm -hmm. as he kept forgiving. And so he's, he, when he meets with his brothers the first time, he's so overcome with emotion. He has to, I think mm -hmm. he leaves the room or has them leave. And, and, you know, I imagine him being in this place of processing, like he has a choice in that moment too. Like I can really give it yes. to these guys, yes. right? I can punish them <laughs> I, or I can yes. forgive them. And so there's this amazing moment where he, you know, he forgives them and his dad comes and all this stuff, but then his dad dies and his brothers are almost like, 
you can see them trying to manipulate Joseph. And, um, and it's like, Joseph has this choice again. His dad's gone. He could say, you know what? You're right. I want to get back at you guys. But he has to go through that hard work again of forgiveness. Yes. And that's what I have found is there is just this like constant heart work and this constant yes. surrender, letting God yes. use these things. Um, and so I think that for myself in my heart work journey, which is interesting how you've referenced a lot of words that I use, um, the book Tangled, because it is that mm -hmm. feeling of being tangled up in these webs. Um, as I went through the heart work of surrendering the gross things to God, yes. really saying, search me, God, and having mm -hmm. these things come to the surface that I was like, oh, like these, these are things in my life that are, <clears throat> they're really gross. Like they are, yes. they're things that I'm finally having to, <laughs> I'm no longer blaming others for my own selfishness, for yes. my own um, insecurity, my own, mm -hmm. you know, situations. As God did that heart work in me, I also began to get healthier in my life, in my eating, exactly. in my sleeping. It was like these things paralleled, um, yes. even whatever I was watching, I could no longer watch things that, um, were not healthy for me. Correct. Um, or I couldn't have things come out of my mouth in the same way that were not yes. healthy. And so when we dig in and do that heart work with God, Yes. There will be these healthy, it's almost like, you know, like make the tree, the roots healthy and the yes. fruit will be healthy. Exactly. 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 And so it's, it's, uh, I totally agree with what you said was so, so good. And I love the story of Joseph is one of my favorite, um, you know, forgiveness, uh, and moving on and really that whole, how you can be blamed for things. And, you know, I'm thinking about Potiphar's wife. I mean, all of these different things that he went through where you're like, whoa, he didn't even deserve that. Um, but he chose to forgive and chose to move on. And so, I mean, that story is just, I agree. Please, please, please read that. It's so awesome. Um, but yeah, once you deal with certain things, you know, it was, I remember having a moment where I was just going back to a practical example of eating. Um, and I told my husband, you know, it made me so sad in my heart when I would think about how much just I would eat, right? So, and I would do it in the evenings when nobody was looking and kids were asleep. Um, and I'd find myself eating, you know, a whole sleeve of cookies or, um, you know, more than one sandwich or, you know, half the ice cream gallon or, you know, things like that. And and I remember one time just eating that and crying at the same time and thinking, why am I, why am I doing this? You know, why am I, again, that God nudge of, and that's why he's just so awesome. You know, even when we're in a state where we feel like nobody cares or knows he's right there. Right. So, you know, him even nudging. And for me, it was, okay, God, now, like you said, Jacqueline, you get to that point where you get so tired so tired and you don't want to do it. And that's why my heart is so, you know, goes out to people who are really struggling with their weight. And I told my husband, you know, people can judge and look on the outside and say, well, she just needs to stop eating or she just needs to put that down or she, and I said, you know what, if it was really that easy, no one would have to struggle with their weight. No one chooses, you know, to just say like, I really want to struggle with my weight. Um, and I really want to be this unhealthy. It's little things that you do along the way 
that adds up to that result. And then you find yourself, whoa, how did I get here? And so, like you said, it's that surrendering and telling God because he already knows, but he wants to hear it from our lips. I'm tired. Um, I've tried it my way for so long. Um, you know, I'm, I'm eating these things. You know, I had to confess out of my mouth. I'm a food addict, right? I eat food just like someone uses drugs to numb their pain. I use food so that I don't have to, um, you know, think about, you know, the things that I've been through and who hurt me and all of these other things like that. I eat, which is a, you know, kind of a uh, self-medication, you know, eating that, it makes me feel good in the moment, but then I feel terrible, but then I do it again so that I don't have to feel that I feel terrible about eating. So the cycle continues. And so thankfully God interrupted that cycle, right? And sent people like the doctor and others who love me in prayers um, to say, no, 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 no. Now you have a choice and you need to make that choice um, and start going in the direction of doing this heart work, even though it's painful to, like you said, untangle that. Um, you have to do it, right? And you have to look. And so I really had to start looking at some practical ways of, okay, how can I do this? I've tried all of the tricks of the book of, you know, uh, pills and this and that. It, it's all temporary. But like you said, as I'm praying, as I'm releasing all my feelings to God, oh God, in the very simplest of ways, right? This person hurt me and I don't like this and I feel like that and I feel and I'm releasing, you know, it was like almost that every, um, ounce of weight that I had that was too much. There was things hiding in there that every time I lost some weight or I was working out, I almost felt like I was working out the inside and the outside at the same time. Like it was coming out. It was a cleansing almost of every weight. A pound that I lost was something for a mental pound and also a physical pound and a spiritual pound um, that I was losing. So that's so good. Um, I want to speak to the woman listening right now who feels mm -hmm. like I feel so hopeless in this area. Mm -hmm. I feel so discouraged in mm -hmm. this area. What would you say to that woman who feels like I've tried the quick fixes? I've tried the mm -hmm. keto diet. I've tried this thing. I've tried, you know, and, and maybe it's worked for a bit mm -hmm. and things have um, come back on, like you said. So what would you say to that woman? First, I'd say it's not too late. Um, it's, you know, we all have been here uh, as far as dealing with our weight. I believe our society as a whole has a fixation on uh, losing weight. Um, but really it's a, you know, I would encourage her to get down to the why behind the what. Um, and why do you, and that could really start with simply journaling. And I remember that was me. I'm a writer anyways, and I like to write things down. And for me, that was, is very, um, uh, does my heart well. And so I started writing down, what do you eat? I didn't change anything. I just started writing down and I found that I couldn't even really be honest in that. Right. I would hesitate writing down the extra Snickers that I had. <laughs> And I think, well, why would you even, you know, be dishonest with yourself? It's the truth, right? So then I have to pray to God about that. Help me to fully be honest and transparent, even with myself, right? So journaling all of that and then looking back and reflecting and seeing what was going on that day that I ate more than usual. How was I feeling? Why was I feeling that? What event took place? Did somebody say something to me? Did somebody strike a nerve? Do you know what I mean? In my heart, did something go back to my childhood? 
go back to something else. And that's why that day in particular was way overboard than something else. So for me, it was easy to see pattern. When you see those patterns like that, then you can start to deal with, oh, okay, when work gets really, really stressful. And I think looking at it at a practical way and then also both in spiritual helps, right? So that day at work was super heavy. It was super stressful. Some people said some things to me. It made me feel unworthy. It made me feel insecure. So I hid myself in some food and I didn't work out and I just really hid and really, okay, so now God helped me with that feeling. And where did that feeling come from? and help me to do something else. Maybe next time I'll go walk instead when I feel that urge to eat. Um, and so really, you know, really just be encouraged and, and be gracious to yourself, I would say. Have grace, right? So you're going to mess up sometimes. You're going to, for me, it's still a journey. I have not reached a destination. Um, it's still a journey. If I stop working out today, if I stop monitoring what I eat, if I stop being in God's presence, and really seeking his guidance through this, I will easily go back and gain all of the weight, um, easily slide all the way back into things that I wrestled with before easily, right? So it's a constant, Lord, I need you every second. Um, and then having that support around you as well of those who believe in you being healthy and in your journey. Well, I really appreciated what you shared there in the journaling, journaling process. Because I think for me, it's that those moments where there's something that strikes a nerve, it's the heart pang, mm -hmm. whether it is something in a relationship or like you said, the stress. And for me, it's always that I usually keep like things up high. So whether it is this, like the snacks or the wine bottle or something. Mm -hmm. And so it's this moment where my arm is reaching up. And I feel like God is like, what are you reaching for? Right? Like it's, it's like, I'm reaching for this because I want to feel better. Right? Like even the ice cream bars or something. And again, it feels like that, that little, um, invitation where he's yes. saying like, Hey, you're reaching for this thing. What if instead you reach for me? And it's, you know, he is what satisfies and he is ultimately what comforts, but I often want to numb and I want to escape and I want to have that little bit of comfort. So for me, it could be social media. I could be, uh, really anything on my phone. I mean, I could be checking the weather. Uh, you know, it's, yes, it's, it's just yes. those little habits. And so I hope that even if people are, um, enjoying this episode, they would actually go back and listen to the episode on habits with Krista Penner. Cause I think that mm -hmm. uh, what she shared really plays well in this episode about the replacing, like you said, what if instead I go for a jog? And I think for me, we were chatting a bit before this episode, we were talking about, um, we don't know what is going to happen in the world so this true. fall and this winter. And we were talking about being prepared practically, right? Having the toilet paper and all of that practical th stuff. What does it look like to prepare ourselves emotionally and spiritually? Yes. And yes. growing up, uh, or as we live in in the west coast of Canada, and it's very gray, weather similar to Seattle. I know for myself, every winter I struggle uh, with something called SAD, which, which is the best acronym ever. It's Seasonal Affective Disorder. Um, and it's just experiencing lots of gray days on end. Mm -hmm. And so for myself, I need to start, if I haven't already been doing it, I need to start doing a regular walking or jogging routine. Yes. So I'm actually yes. in the habit of doing that while the weather's nice. 
And then yes. while the weather turns, I'm still doing it. And I'm doing it, yes, for my physical health, but it really helps me mentally moving my body, being outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful to try and start that when I'm in the winter blues. And so even this year, it was much more helpful. Um, so as we go into COVID, COVID round two, or I don't even know what to call it, but as things continue to um, be crazy in our world, how do we actually, when those triggers come, how do yeah. we choose um, something that is healthier. And again, it's not, um, it's not necessarily being, um, you know, super mean to ourselves. Like I sometimes, mm-hmm. I sometimes say, you know what, the ice cream bar is a great choice right now, right? Like it's not, yeah. it's not like I'm only eating kale, but I know, and even a glass of wine, like I know the difference though, between like inside, whether I'm enjoying this item or I'm using this item. Yes. Yes. And you make a great point. It's maybe limitation, know your limits, understanding who you are. So that's part of the journey too, right? Knowing who you are, understanding your limits. So here's one of mine. Like you said, you put your stuff up high for me. I just don't buy it. Right. So, or I buy a small amount. So instead of buying the mega family size gallon of vanilla ice cream or cookies and cream, or, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it might be, um, I'm going to buy the super small pint, um, the little tiny one, because when it's gone, then it's gone. Cause I know my limitations, right? So if it's in my house, I'm going to be tempted to eat it. Um, and so for others who may walk by it all the time and it doesn't bother them for me, that's not me, right? Cause I know where I was. And so I know if I start to feel that angst again, that's where I'm going to go back automatically. So again, knowing my limitations and knowing that, you know, instead of, you know, tempting myself and beating myself up and saying, you can have all that in your house, just don't eat it. Um, for me, it's okay. Yes, I've gotten grown stronger and certain things don't bother me. Um, and so, you know, for me, it's just don't, don't buy it, right? Or buy just enough. If I'm going to eat ice cream, we're just going to go out and get it. I'm going to eat it. And then we're done. There's none at home, right? So knowing those limitations and putting those things in place And then also those around you is so key too, right? So, hey guys, uh, you know, mom's working on this. uh, And so I would love your support um, for you not to eat Haagen-Dazs every day around me. So (laughs) this is where I am right now until I can get stronger in this. And I think sometimes us admitting that we feel weak, um, but we need to be able to say around those around us, Hey, let's let's choose a food place that's healthier because that's really all I can handle right now. Let's not go out to eat because I don't think I'm going to make good choices. Let's and 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 it's humbling, um, but we have to come to that point where we realize um, what our limitations are and what we can handle in one season versus maybe in another season. Once you grow a little bit more um, and stretch, you will be able to handle that, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you understand what your limitations are. Yeah, that's so good. Well, one of the questions I wanted um, to ask you was just, um, and you kind of alluded to this, how do you discuss um, health and weight and everything with your kids? And how do you talk about, because that is definitely something um, I know I want to be conscious of as I, um, you know, share about how I view my body and all of these things with my kids. Why one daughter loves to be like, your tummy's so big. Do you have a baby in there? And I'm like, no, thank you for that. Um, but you know, like I love that my kids right now 
they're still in that state of like, um, unawareness, right? They're young. They, they're just so free with their bodies and love splashing around in the summer. Um, how do you navigate these conversations with your kids? Oh, you know, really it's a, it's not easy, especially now because they have all of these, you know, when we were younger is maybe just the magazines, right? And I have girls, so it's maybe just the magazines. Um, if you didn't have the magazines, maybe you didn't see them, a little bit of television, but now it's literally everywhere, right? Right in their hands. They get to see things all the time as they scroll, um, images and all kinds of things. So I've been very honest with them about my weight journey, very honest with them about how choices, going back to that word of choices, um, you know, we have a choice. This is what, um, you know, educating them on the practical side of when you choose to eat certain things, right? What does moderation mean? Um, you know, you don't want to be extreme about anything. I teach them a lot about sustainability, having habits in place um, that you can sustain over time that are reasonable, right? So if you just want to be on and, and eat cabbage soup, okay, to lose weight, especially my older ones, you know, they're okay, but is that sustainable? Probably not. Um, and so really the main thing is I want them to see my life, right? I let my life speak for what I want them to believe and what I want them to do more than anything. Um, and so they see that I get up and work out even though I don't want to. And, I, and I'm honest with them. Today, my workout stunk and I didn't like doing it, but like brushing my teeth, y'all, I went and I did it, right? Because that's what I need to do to keep healthy and it's really about not waiting for you to feel like doing it because you'll almost never feel like doing it. It's more about just doing it and then teaching them that along with many other things in your life that you'll have to just do and you can't wait to feel like it. And so we have a, a really open conversation about it um, and really comparing what does society say and then what does God say about us also taking care of our bodies and taking care of our temple that he's given us? We only have one. Um, temple and how it may be a fight sometimes to take care of it, but we have to strive to do that. Well, I love what you just said too, about the, um, the conversation you're having with them, about how you don't necessarily always feel like it. That's a conversation I have with my kids a lot. Um, and even just being honest about this, this is what I'm doing. And this is like, I think that's part of it. We don't have to hide from our kids, the choices that we're making and they, you know, there's that um, phrase, more is caught than taught, right? Like they're picking up on various things. Like they can, they can see, oh, mom's stressed. She's choosing to zone out right now in various ways. Or, um, you know, oh, mom, you're going for a jog again. Like they, they pick up on those things. And I've had times where my kids have said, can I jog with you? Okay, we're going to, you know, like you can come with me. Yes. Um, even like we went, we were on vacation for a week recently and my... Uh, middle daughter, we were kind of, it's a smaller hotel room. Um, and my middle daughter was assessing the room, like who's going to sleep where. And she's like, okay. She's like, so I guess, um, like dad will do his quiet time out there, his Bible reading time. And, and she was, and I thought to myself, wow, like you, you've picked up on that. Nobody has said, this is what we're going to do at this time. Like no one's told you the schedule of the day, but I realized this is something you're seeing. You're seeing this yes. thing happening. And again, yes. my husband hasn't said, hey guys, we should do a daily devotional every day. Right? Like it's, it's like, no, this is part of life. And so um, 
that's one thing, even as, again, our kids are young, um, but this summer, my husband and I have really been chatting lots about being, um, be, just being a little bit um, more discerning and better with our yes. phone use and our technology. And oh. our kids don't have phones because, mm-hmm. um, again, they're quite young. But as my oldest has been asking, because some of her friends do, um, I've just said, you know, dad and I need to make sure we actually are really healthy in this area first. Like we need to make sure we're, we can be good. And so we're talking to her about that as well. Like, what does it look like to begin to, you know, Mm -hmm. cut back in different areas and live our lives in different ways. And so, you know, as we really become disciplined in some areas of our life, and again, we don't feel like it. I don't ever really feel like going for a jog. I don't ever really feel like (laughs) getting up early and reading my Bible or whatever the thing might be. But those, yes, disciplines have a ripple effect on the rest of our lives. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's what it is. And I think helping them to, you said something that made me think of helping them to tie the mental to, you know, the physical first, like you don't feel like it. Yeah. And then also, um, you know, taking care of your physical health and your mental health. And for, you know, for me, helping them make that connection. Cause for me, the two, I really can't, you know, when people ask, well, what, what do you attribute your weight loss? You know, tell me, give me a formula. You know, people always ask, give me a formula, give me a, a shake, give me a pill, give me something that you did. And I say, it, it's a hundred percent mental. That's what it is. It's mental. Right. And so, um, you know, you really, it makes me think of, uh, the scripture that says, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. And so God wants our minds to be renewed so that we can then think of it's really changing your perspective on weight loss instead of thinking of it's something that you and I kind of almost don't like that phrase even though yes you're losing weight uh mentally your mind thinks oh I'm losing out on something and so you automatically fight back that right because you're losing out rather than really it should be uh, I don't know how else you would phrase it but in a way that you're gaining your life back right you're gaining yes you may be losing this physical weight or whatever, but you're really gaining who you are, gaining yourself. Um, And mentally, that's really what it is. Um, Our minds are so powerful and God has given us so much ability on the inside of us by spirit to really overcome those things that try to take us over mentally. Right. And so it's, it's a, sometimes I'll say when I get up in the morning, you know, I had a battle with my pillow and my mind, um, but I won, you know, sometimes I lose. (laughs) But uh, I've been winning more than losing lately. Um, and so, you know, and just, you know, going from there. And I think for for the women that are listening that really maybe feel like you've lost more than you've won, um, you got to just keep at it, right? You just got to keep at it, even though you have lost a lot in your mind. Um, and the enemy will constantly remind you, of, well, what's the use, right? People are tired of hearing that you're on another diet, you know, or you're trying something new or that you lost weight before, but you gained it all back. You know, all those things will pound in our head to try to remind us, just don't try it anymore, right? What's the use? Um, but today is a new day, right? And tomorrow is another new day, even if you mess up today. And so it's taking that and going one step further. I remember when I first started trying to walk on the treadmill, I could not walk more than five minutes um, without really gasping for air. Um, That's how out of shape I was. 
But I think, wow, Tosh, you know, to go from only being able to walk five minutes to now, you know, running in races, not marathons like we talked about and not running fast either. So, <laughs> but I'm running, right? So to go from that, how amazingly resilient God has made our bodies um, to go from that to where I am right now. And so wherever you are, if it's only 10 minutes of walking that you can handle physically because you have maybe some ailments or some other things going on, do the 10 minutes, right? And then increase it by a minute and then increase it by a minute. Whatever you can do, just do it and don't let anything come in the way of that. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's huge. And even in this um, habits episode, um, what I was sharing with Krista, she mentioned she did these army push-ups, you know, and mm. she's in her early fifties. And I thought, wow. And she was just, again, sharing about how she couldn't do that in her twenties and the small changes and the small steps. And, um, I actually had this moment early on in, um, in as COVID, everything was getting shut down. I was like, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to, and I didn't actually have a plan <laughs> and it didn't go very well. But my husband secretly, um, he started working out. Now he hasn't, he's been a guy who sometimes jogs occasionally or whatever and, um, you know, can play hockey and do various athletic things. But um, he's not a guy that necessarily goes to the gym. But um, something that he was connected to, they'd said, hey, we're going to do this 30-day challenge. And so he started doing, I think it was like 10 push-ups a day, 10 sit-ups a day. And so it was... Again, they were challenging. Mm -hmm. And at the end of 30 days, he showed me, he said, hey, look what I've done. They increased a little bit each day. Um, and so now months later, he's at like 70 push-ups. And, wow. you know, I don't know how many crunches or whatever. I mean, it's interesting because, yeah. um, you know, it's not like he's, and he, again, he started jogging almost every day. It's not like he's done these massive workouts, but there have been changes and he's grown stronger. And I think... That's taken him, what, like five minutes every day, making a mm -hmm. choice for his health. Yes. And, um, and the other interesting thing I thought was he's inspired me to move my body. And he hasn't ever once said, hey, you should do this. He's never once mm -hmm. said, look how easy this is. Something, he's just done it. And yes. that's, again, where I think the, you know, as we do things in our lives that we make these positive changes. Other people say, Hey, like I, I feel inspired. I feel mm -hmm. hopeful. I can do the, you know, five minutes a day or whatever it might be. So for, I, I would say one thing for, um, we are going to have to wrap it up soon, but, um, one thing you've shared about is having community. And so for women listening, if you're feeling like, you know what, I want to do something, I want to do something mm -hmm. small. I would say message some girlfriends, get on a text yes. thread or something and just say, Hey, Every day, maybe you have your own thing you're going to do, but let's every day, let's do our, start with our five minutes yes. right? and let's build from there. Yes. Um, Cause there's something about being healthy in community and cheering each other on is huge. Yes. So key. So key. And, and then knowing it, it's not, it's not a race, right? It's not a pushing out of your mind, all of these things of I've got to lose 60 pounds in 60 days you know, all these things that we see all over the TV and our social media that it has to be hurried, 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 hurried. Um, you know, it took a while for me. And then part of that is the, you know, my husband, huge accountability partner. It's funny you say that my husband's the same way. Um, you know, as far as he would push a little bit, of course, I'd, 
you know, I'll do it myself. You know, that strong will coming up a little bit. Don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Um, but bless his heart. He stood in there with me. Um, you know, at the beginning, he, you know, we met at the beginning of my weight loss journey. And so um, him pushing along, you know, you can do it, et cetera. And so even if it's just one person and then along with some girlfriends, like you said, or even, you know, social media is so powerful. There might be people that you meet within your community. Now we have Zoom. Um, so there might be somebody out there saying, well, I can't get outside because of what's going on or it's too hot or it's too wet. Um, there's a number of free Zoom workouts out there where you can meet new people, hop online and do a little, you know, workout and, uh, and then also build a community that way. There's a lot of Facebook groups, et cetera. Um, and so you never know, there's somebody out there that's saying, oh, I wish somebody would just reach out to me. So maybe if it's not even in your own circle right now, that people that, you know, go on Facebook and search or, you know, look and say, Hey, is there a zoom class somewhere that's free, um, that I can just join in and, and then just do it right. A little bit of change along the way makes a huge difference. And then surrounding yourself in community too is super, super key. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. And even um, one of the conversations we had before we started recording, I was talking about your podcast that's coming out and you just said, you know, sometimes I overthink things and then I don't do them. And so I think we all can have that challenge of trying to figure out, well, I'm waiting for the gym to open or I'm, you know, overthinking or waiting for the perfect circumstances. And so I like what you just shared. Just, just start, just go do it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And I... I know that has been the case for people on whatever journey you're on. So again, whether it is that journey of finances, that journey of health, um, whether you are trying to start a project or a business, like start the thing today, just, it can be messy. And Mm -hmm. so I know Latasha and I are both (laughs) on this journey of writing and speaking and sharing, you know, messages of hope and this freedom we have found in Christ. And that's why I think, you know, we relate so well is that, we both have overcome things in our life um, and we continue to overcome mm-hmm. um, and we Amen. continue to surrender and say, okay, this is, this is letting Jesus work in the messy places of our life. And so yes. I hope people listening uh, will go find you um, on Instagram and yes. where else can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram yeah. at Latasha M. Ferguson, yeah. and you can also find me on Facebook uh, at the Latasha M. Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, and then also I have a Facebook group. Um, if you go to my Instagram, it's in the bio link for those women who are want some connection and community. Um, it's called We Are Stronger Together. So they can connect with me all those different ways. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. We had a very long conversation before uh, yes. we aired and we could keep going for <laughs> such a long it. time. I hope people connect with you and I do hope that they also go check out your podcast because I'm sure it will also be full of wisdom and inspiration. Ah, uh, thank you so much, Jacqueline. I really appreciate it so thank much. You. Thank you, Natasha. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to po- podcasts? podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, 
If you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. <laughs>